0: This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au/slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question, and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In-Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some Brave Conversations. Well hello everybody, good morning, good evening, wherever you are and whatever time it is, uh, super excited to be here. This is the In Demand Accountants, as you know, and I'm your host, Sam Dean. Over the last few episodes, we've been really drilling down on around our false beliefs, our relationship with time and change, and you know, how we can start developing it. So the next three episodes, we're going to get down a little bit more practical in that. You know, as accountants, we all like like to be a little bit more proactive, have a process to go through. So this is what's so important, I think, about the work that we're doing, is that while we are recognising that there is change, I think a lot of the time the how-to to change around our time restraints um, and, you know, some of the long-term sort of industry habits that we've de- um, developed kind of block us at times and we don't have a really clear way of, of how to actually change out of this and this is something I certainly struggled with um, and that everything we've developed is, you know, based on on my journey and to actually how to develop this change and then obviously tweaked over time um, doing it with many accountants. So let's get going. So today we're really going to look at a bit of a frame around the everyday and what we actually do. So we're going to drill down on the habits and the behaviour around, you know, how we actually approach our everyday, you know, how we structure our days, the conversations that we have, etc. Um, this will probably go over the next two. We're gonna drill down on four or five things. And then in the third one, we're going to look at um what we do mostly, which is that in the year processes and how we actually put some of those habits that we learned into that um in a more very uh practical way. So, you know, let's get down to it. So, the five areas that we're going to concentrate on are first of all, the conversations that we have and how we structure them and how we actually look at them, how we actually set up our day or our week, so we actually set it up for success, the decisions that we make in our everyday. So, those first three are quite practical and we're going to go through them today. And then the next week, we're going to go through what I think are the superpowers around that. is actually knowing your magic and where you should actually be sitting in some of those conversations, decisions and setups. Um, what it is that drives you. And for that we will actually connect back to what um, we talked about last week, which was future planning, where do you actually want to sit? And the last one, which I think is the actual superpower when it comes to efficiency, effectiveness, and also, you know, really um, going forward with trained. And that's a super hard one for us all. And it's around rest and how actually resting and creating space can help us in all this. So they're the two that we will cover off on next week, which are kind of the underlying, softer, a little bit more guru skills um, that goes with the practical. So this week we're gonna run through the first three and I'll go through them again. We're gonna go through conversations, setting up your day for success or your week, um, and the decisions and a bit of a framework around the decisions that you make any day. So if anything, around what um, we're going to talk about um, really rings true as I have um, said before we're going to be running um, an online program about what's right with you and we really drill down even deeper into these areas so jump on um, the link in the podcast notes and have a look and see if that might suit you so let's get started um, with a topic that I'm super passionate about all around having efficient uh, conversations so for me this was one of the biggest areas I think that I, I found some space in efficiency and effectiveness, you know, really trying to get more efficient um, in our conversations. It's one of our bigger blocks. We're not trained in how to, you know, structure our conversations and it doesn't matter who, which and where these conversations are having. Um, these are generally whether they're with ourselves, with our clients, with our staff, with our family or anything. So if you can get a bit more structure around these Because building relationship businesses, um, you know, which I truly believe the accounting firms of the future will be, and being people, it's all about relationships and conversations are underlying pin to that. But I do think we spend a lot of times of experts in very inefficient and ineffective. So it actually takes a lot of time away from us. So we're going to have a bit of a drill down on that. So when you look at conversations, I think the first thing we need to look at is be aware of the time that you need um, to actually have conversations. Then conversations that don't lead to outcomes actually create inefficiency. So every time you go into a conversation, I know this sounds odd, but think about what do I actually want out of it? What would be the outcome and what would be the next step? And how to actually you know, effectively look at conversations when they're actually emotion, how to stay in those conversations. So some of the tips around this is that when you come into a conversation, look for the outcomes, you know, why are we actually here? So if someone comes and asks, can I have a big chat? The first question you should ask is um, why, you know, what's the purpose of this conversation um, and, you know, what would be a great result from this conversation would be a good way to frame that. How long is it going to take? And also ask permission. Now, this is both ways. If someone comes to you for a conversation, um, they should ask permission. Hey, do you have um, five or ten minutes to have a conversation about this client that I'm having trouble with? Um, I suspect it will only take, as I said, five or ten minutes, and I would just like to have some kind of resolve with my query. And you'll go, okay, I have five or ten minutes now, or no, I don't. Can you please come back later? So that's the frame where someone coming to you and the other way around. I have a rule in my life that I've put in that if anyone comes to me and says, do you have two minutes to discuss someone? No, I do not because you've already taken up two minutes. And the thing about constant conversation and breaking conversations is that if we're having these disruptions, and it doesn't matter, a conversation is also email as well. So if someone comes into your office and you're quite good at saying, um, no, I can't talk to you right now or I have a, you know, I can talk to you later, but you're then constantly taking out emails. I um, mean, they're pinging you all the time. They're also people asking for conversation, but in a different way. So we've got to be very aware and focused on this. So we've got to be a little bit more mindful of what's going on and create just a little tiny weeny bit of space. So we have a bit of a framework that we work towards. Also, too, the extension of conversations is also meetings. Who here has ever thought, "Oh my God, what the hell is the purpose of these meetings?" We have team meetings all the time, and we don't. It just seems to be a bit of a yarn. And I'm seeing this a lot at, you know, a lot at the moment. Of course, um, in the middle of, you know, a bit of a disassociation with individuals, we're finding either conversations are breaking down you know, on the online completely, like firms aren't having conversations or team meetings at all or they're going the other way um, and having lots. And it's really important online even more. And I think online is actually giving us a little bit more efficiency around that to actually say, well, what is the purpose of these meetings? So a meeting is a conversation at the end of the day. It just has more than two people in it. So, um, again, it's really important to try to get uh, much more efficient and effective in this so we can actually create more time More outcome to really hone it up. So I want you to really think about this. So when you're, um, you know, you you listen to this podcast, and even if you go down to the coffee shop and, you know, look at look the coffee conversation, say hi, barista, how are you going? You know, can I get a coffee? Purpose of the conversation is to get a coffee. Perhaps you might think, you know, I might want to get to know this person better. So in your mind, you have a slight. You know, purpose just to get to know them a little bit better. And what a great outcome would be is for me to know them. And then the next step out of this conversation would actually be to say, Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, So then you've got an action. When's it going to happen? You know, and what would be the result? So, very, very simple framework of a conversation, but then it grows to any conversation. So this takes – this is a muscle, though, that we have to develop if you're not used to doing it, obviously. So we do have on our website, um, you know, a little bit of a mock agenda that you could use for this sort of thing. And just create a habit. Again, don't go overwhelming. Remember, we don't want any changes being made like an all-in. So just pick four or five conversations that you might have coming up tomorrow um, and, you know, go in there. And say, just write down on a pad if you like, or whatever. And in your mind, you don't have to frame this yet. Why am I here? You know, what's the purpose of this particular conversation? What are the outcomes that I'm looking for? Um, or you could ask the group, what's the outcomes that you are looking for? Think in your mind how long that you would like it to take, and if it's ten minutes, put that in your mind. Because if we don't put the frame, and it's a bit of like what I spoke to last week, um, when we're looking at being future focused is if we don't put where we want to be in it's going to take much longer and i know i used to be very guilty of having 10 you know 20 minute uh, meetings and they'd go an hour or an hour meeting and they'd go two very ineffective because you know i know that we are trying to get away from time based things but remember as we move more to the advisory relationship building style of products um, which we will as we go um, from the processing one. Meetings are sometimes our products, so we want to be able to get very strong in actually keeping them to time and to purpose, because otherwise that's where actually our time blows out, and that's where we, why we don't a lot of people don't actually make money out of advisory is because of the functionality around meetings. So this is this is super important if you want to get a bit long on it. But remember, how long is it going to take? Ten minutes, um, and you will find You'll just you'll you'll keep it to ten minutes. Um And then always link back to the purpose. You know, if they start, if if the purpose of the conversation is like I was using before, a client query, and then they start talking about their weekend, flip it and say, hey, I'm just here for the client query. You obviously be very empathetic around it and go, you know, can I grab you at lunch to? I'd love to hear about your weekend. Can I grab you at lunch? And, you know, just give permission to them for them not to feel that they're being dismissed. But, you know, do that. So let's quickly reframe that again. When you're entering a conversation, whether you're entering it or someone's coming to you, why are we having this conversation? What do we want to get at? So what does success look like? How long do you think it's going to take? Um, and then ask permission. So can we actually have it? So then the next stage to that is when you get to the end of the conversation and obviously the biggest skill in a conversation is actually listening, summarise what was said. So everyone's on the same page. Because as experts, and when we're particularly very busy, sometimes we don't, we are listening, but we're kind of putting our own layers on it, and that's a very human thing to do. So, uh, loop back and say, hey, okay, I just, um, we finished the client query. I understand now that you're going to take that client query. I've solved it for you, right to go. I've I've done the block. And And the person will go, yes. Okay, well, now, then the next step to that is to say, so they're clear. You're clear. They're not leaving the room having not solved the problem because sometimes people will just go, yeah, you're right, um, and they'll go, yeah, and then they'll go back and haven't actually cleared that client query in their head, so then it's inefficient. They'll either come back or they'll go and sit at their desk for a couple of hours and go, oh, crap, I haven't, um, you know, quite solved that. So make sure you loop back and say, are we clear? This is my understanding of what was discussed. This is yours. And then every conversation should have what's the next step you know, like I used with a copy. So what's the next step on that client is that they're going to go back and fix it. And then the job's going to be finished. And you say, when do you think you can get that done? And sometimes the next step is just to finish. It's just like, okay, we're done now. and, And you go away, then that might remove. So, I mean, think about all the times you've met people in the plane and I do this as well. And you kind of leave the conversation with Oh, well, we'll see each other around. Well, there's no action and everything. Um, I think a much more honest way to say that is to say, great meeting. You really had a good time. Um, you know, have a nice life. So, you know, think about that. So be very efficient and effective in what the next step is at the end of the meeting. And I know, I know you're thinking there, there's quite a lot to go through, but really is this set it up. What's the purpose of the meeting or the conversation? How long is it going to take? What's the outcome that I want? Then loop back at the end, did I get the outcome? What's the next step? Now, if you've run out of your 10 minutes there as well, of course, you, your next step might be, look, this is a much deeper conversation um, around this client query. It wasn't just a simple fix. Why don't we make a meeting for an hour tomorrow to really go through and I need you to go and get some more information. So that's a really good um, next step there. So don't get too overwhelmed with all of that. I can tell you I have built that muscle over many years to be able to actually even do it in a very small conversation, um, you know, even in a coffee shop. And it took me quite a bit to actually, you know, map out what I actually do. But they were muscles. And where I really started, um, where I would suggest you start, but it depends on where you're at, is start with the first one. Every time somebody comes in, ask them what the purpose is and then move on to the rest later on. Again, just pick one or two things to change in your everyday conversations there. So the next one we're going to drill down on is a super important um, skill, and it's how do you actually set up your day for success. Now, it doesn't really matter if it's your day or week or year or an end-of-year job, which we will drill down over the next couple of weeks, but we need to get this frame of mind, this mindset into us about planning. So I always like to start with your day. How many people out there, um, you know, give me a universal energy high five so I can feel it later on, get to the end of the day and go, oh, my God, that I was so busy, but what did I do? And I don't feel like achieved. Um, we do a lot of stuff, one-on-one interviews to see so we can get people to their ideal day because if people are at their ideal day, they're going to be at their most efficient and happiest. And most accountants or an administration or any professional services people, and I can tell you this extends to everybody, say, well, I would like to just get to the end of the day and feel that I've achieved those, you know, what I set out to do. So it sounds to me like most people, and I know I'm the same, you know, we do go into a day thinking what we want to do, but we don't necessarily put a framework around it and then interruptions get in the way. So this is highly obviously inefficient and I'm not saying that we're going to structure your whole day, but at least go in and set your day up for success. So there's a couple of elements around this. First of all, get clear on what you want from the day and be very real in it. You know, I'm very guilty of this. Oh, today I want to record, you know, three podcasts and two videos and um, make five sales calls. This is not going to happen. Like, it's a completely unreal, you know, just because I have eight hours or nine hours in the day and that's about what that should take. There's no way in the world, you know, I'd get that up. So I'm setting myself up for success. And, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, that was, you know, I'm going to get this job finished or I'm going to, you know, get a 10 hour job finished because I happen to think that I'll work 10 hours today. It just sets us up for failure every time. So the idea is to set your day up with um, an, one thing that you can achieve um, and that would be your biggest bang for your buck so it could be I'm going to get that job that has two hours left in it finished and then you'll get that finished and we'll talk about a few things that you can do um, next the next one is then set boundaries around your day because you do have to communicate with other people there will be disruptions we do have clients and all of that thing so we have to work around it so how can we work out some kind of block to set our day up for success first of all is you know as I said is reduce your expectations on it a little bit but then set clear boundaries and the next one is do one thing at a time (laughs) no matter if you're a woman or a man it's scientifically proven you can't do more than one thing at a time and this is where the conversation framework comes in really important as well so setting your day up is definitely plan your day or your week Set the goal for the day. Be disciplined. And the big thing about setting your day up is, you know, being very um, mindful around the managing your distractions and your phone calls, emails. Turn off all notifications. Even if you don't look at your emails, um, one of the things that I brought into play, which really works very well, I, I would really like to contribute this to somebody, but I can't remember who told me. Nine and 12. So I only look at my emails first thing and last thing. And if I'm working with clients all day, I don't look at my emails at all. So and there's a a responder to say, you know, that that's happening, that I love to connect. And after a while, people just get used to it. And, you know, as long as you have a response, we have actually taught our clients and our people to with that we respond immediately every time you get some kind of distraction that's 20 minutes it takes you to get back into the other one so one thing at a time so even if you think i'm only doing one job and you've got notifications on you're not doing one thing at a time it's very distracting turn them off um, it has changed my life turn them off on your phone too With a younger generation you know any kind of notifications that you have so the only notifications i get on my phone as if um, any of my favourites ring or text uh, because we're constantly on our phone checking them all anyhow, so it's not like we're going to miss them. So um, do that, turn off your distractions. The other one is, and the conversation training can help you, is be aware of the drop-ins and the time and the energy. Uh, don't overload your day. And also another thing around that is of setting up your days is very much seeing your days. So always complete similar activities on the days. So one way to structure it, um, which works quite well, is on Mondays, if there's something you don't like doing, do it on Monday. Do it first up. Um, for me, it's always sales calls. Um, now I actually really enjoy them, but first first up it was like that. I actually learned that from some ANZ bank managers. The whole of ANZ do their sales calls, their new calls for an hour um, from 10 to 11 every Monday. Um, it's blocked out. So... Um, You know, that's the thing, you can get rid of it, and then you can get rid of all that discomfort. The other thing is, is then people are returning your call, so you don't have to take the action. Um, Always client work, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then administration, let's clean up the week um, and get next week set up for success in the next one. And then Monday also, sorry, can be um, definitely set up for success for the week. So just try to do that because, you know, when you're doing admining things, it's it's very much stop and start clients, you know, we want to be more focused on. So just have a think about that. How could you structure your weeks differently, you know, to do that? So very much theme your days on that way. So try first thing in the morning too to set that goal. What's the one thing I want to do today? Be very mindful of it. Write it down. Put it on a post-it. Do something. And don't overdo it. So don't overload that. Being, remembering that there, there will be other things that come up during the day. Set the boundaries, notifications off. Another good thing to do is, you know, two hours um, block out at exactly the same time every day. Um, people will get used to that and then do one thing at a time. You know, be very, very um, clear on that and very, very strong on your boundaries. Don't take those drop-ins. Use your conversation skills that we did in the first section on that and, you know, go through. So, again, just pick one out of that and it could be just to write down that one goal today. And, yes, pick something that is challenging but um, not too big. So it can't just be, oh, I'm going to have lunch today. Actually, mind you, um, there's a few people I work with and I used to be guilty of that. Maybe setting a goal to have lunch would be a great thing, um, particularly next week when we drill down on rest and how that's important. So actually, I'll flip it there, but maybe that could be a good goal for you, um, particularly if that's a behavior that you want to change. Having lunch is extremely important. Okay, so there you go, set up for success. So the last area that we need some habits um, changed, and this is a big one, is um, decisions and how we actually make them. So it's a little bit linked to, definitely, to the conversation one. It's also very much linked to the setting your day up for success and then also looping back to where we want to go and what we want to do. So they're all the things you need to keep in mind when we're having this chat. So... Making effective and efficient decisions and creating some more time and space, we have to actually have a very clear framework for making decisions. We need to get all the information when we make a decision first. We need to make quite fast decisions, and we need to stick to them. So I'm going to drill down on each of those areas. But the most important one and the hardest one to work with is actually having a clear framework. So that's why we that you go back to your setup for success, What is it I want to actually do today? Um, And so if someone comes in with something outside that zone, your decision could be to make a decision later. Um, Is this in line with what my goals are overall? Um, Is another thing that you can use as a framework? Be very clear on who should actually be involved in decisions. Now, i honestly super guilty of this. That You know, you wake up in a middle of a meeting and you go, why the hell am I even here? Um, <laughs> why am I making this decision? I'm not the right person to make this decision. Um, why did I even get involved in the first place? And that's all on us sometimes. You so, you need to also make, let, and allow other people to make their decisions. So this has a two-way street is are we being slightly control freakish because, you know, by nature we are, or alternatively, is someone putting their decisions on you? You know, sometimes people get you to make decisions that they should be making, so there's a two way street there, we need to be aware of that sometimes. So just if you can catch that before you actually get involved in decision makings, have a little bit of a framework. First of all, what's the decision that needs to be made here? So using the conversation thing. Is it in line with my goals either for today or overall? And am I the right person to be making it? So the first decision to make is should I actually be involved in this decision or is it one that is there even a decision to be made? Once you've worked through that you know, you've got to be prepared to be saying no here and to say no, that's not a decision we need to make. Another thing is, you know, what I just said is that sometimes we make decisions for the sake of making decisions. You know, we get very involved in this, particularly as experts. So sometimes there's a whole lot of decisions that don't even need to be made. And, you know, examples of this are Perhaps you've got the whole partners involved in what colour the the foyer should be, or or something like that. I mean, do you need everyone actually involved in those types of decisions? So, and that's obviously a personal example there. But sometimes we just involve too many people, and then the more people you're involved in the decision, the less efficient the decisions are going to be made. So you need to have tiers of decision makings. So basically, you know, if it affects everybody and as a business, of course you have to have conversation and collaboration on that with lots of people. And then you go down the tiers. So have a very clear framework around making decisions. It makes us much more effective um, and write that down. So, you know, maybe as part of your homework coming out of this podcast would be either to look at the conversation framework or just look at this um, decision framework here too. And I'll run through that again. Do I need to be making the decision? Is it in line with what I want to do today or overall? There might not be anyone even involved in that decision. That might be a self thing. Am I the right person to be making this decision? And should the decision be made at all? So there's a little framework you can work through. Try it when it comes up. And just be also aware of what is, you know, people make letter getting you to make decisions all the time. And the next stage of that is make a quick decision. So, How you make a quick decision is, first of all, make sure you have all the information first, and some of the information, you know, could be that. But if there's decisions that you actually need information first, like getting ready for an end-of-year job or whatever, make sure you have the information first. I think that there was a lot – a good example of this is what was happening in JobKeeper with a lot of people. There were decisions being made, and we didn't have all the information. Like, literally, no one in Australia has some information. So – Put it on hold. Say, okay, I'm going to not make any decision here or even have a conversation about making a decision until I have all of this information. So get your information first. Once you've made a decision, stick with it at least for a, a long enough time to see if it was the right or wrong decision. Also, don't be afraid to make decisions. Most of the time, the wrong thing to do is not make a decision. Go either way. Most decisions can be undone too, by the way. But you do need to give each decision time. And also, you know, I think we get very involved with the importance of some decisions that aren't um, important. So this is one place that we can really, like conversation, save a lot of time and effort. And, you know, my suggestion from my personal perspective is we need to withdraw ourselves from a lot of decision making that doesn't need to be done. Okay, so those are the three main topics that we're going to cover off today. Um, they're fairly heavy in in practical. Um, there'll be some show notes on this and, and some support, obviously, particularly around the conversation framework piece. If any of this rang true and you would like to use it to find more time and more happiness and more joy in your day, um, and this really does lead to that, please check it out, um, the What's right with you program that we're running online jump on the landing page the um, link to it is in these podcast notes because i always get in trouble for actually trying to say that accountants what's right with you so it's accountants wrwy.com would love to um, see you in that program or have any conversations as usual please just drop me an email sam at blueprinthq.com.au Please continue the conversations. You've got a bit more framework now and be brave. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sam Dean and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au and remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.